are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, asked the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Someone in that control room is out of control. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, everybody, is it Thursday already? We're under the tutelage of our general manager, Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell is our general manager? Yes, the MSNBC personality caught on tape having a bit of a disagreement with the control room. Absolutely hilarious. Everyone's enjoying it. And don't we need a lighter note during these troubled times? Gotcha. It just sucks. We've actually talked about uh, collecting our outtakes. Michael, are you still collecting those? Releasing I have a them? few. Yeah. Um, I don't like to make sport of other broadcasters. Oh, behind I Behind the scenes, because uh, certainly that could come back to haunt me someday. I'm hoping it does. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I go crazy on an open mic all the time. Yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah, every, everybody does. <laughs> sure. Everybody does. Is going on? Um, right, exactly. There's insanity just, in the control room tonight. It's especially amusing though, because he is such a pant wad. I mean, such a such a wadded panty little priss, in my opinion. Wow, that's just my opinion. Wow, it's one man's opinion. Wow. Um, you know what we're gonna do today, among other things, study the world. Study the world. Okay, study study the world. Yeah, go study the world. <laughs> See, only wow. way to know African nations' uh, names, Michael, which Start. comes in handy, which we'll discuss. Starting to sound like a threat when you say it, Michael. Let's kick <laughs> off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm doing good. Hey, in the news, uh, and I saw this story yesterday, I guess at Yankee Stadium, a girl got hit by a 100-mile-an-hour uh, foul ball. Wow. Yeah, two-year-old Gosh. little girl. Oh. Yeah, I mean, she's okay and everything, but the point that I'm trying to make is, is it just a matter of time before there's a giant cage over, you know, where the fans sit, and you, you know, catching a foul ball may be a thing of the past? Well, they're going to extend the netting a lot. Uh, that's the trend. 
in ballparks. But has anything changed? I mean, has it been the same sport for 100 years or what? Yeah, I don't know if bat speeds have increased with the roids or what. But, uh, I was just thinking with all this liability, it's one of the yeah. few places you can still go and sit there and, hey, it's at your own risk. You yeah. know? If you have good seats, like down first or third base, yeah, you think, oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm closer. Yeah, you got to stay loose. <laughs> you got to stay ready. It's, it's uh, grandparents with a two-year-old, though. You know, grandma's uh, glove speed ain't what it used to be. Right. You know, I mean, she could have uh, snagged a foul ball off a of Ty Cobb, perhaps, but uh. <laughs> certainly. Uh, I heard Mark Teixeira, who used to play for the Yankees, he said after a couple of years, he was a first baseman. He said after a few years in the league, he said, I wouldn't even look in the stands anymore after a foul ball went screaming in there because I saw some terrible things. Oh, really? And he said, I just couldn't look anymore. Wow. Yeah. Huh. No, I mean, he... the, the odds against it happening to you are, are astronomical. Sure. Well, you know, it happens a fair amount. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, uh, experiencing the the problems that is uh, peak TV, too much good stuff on TV. I actually had to make a choice between my beloved South Park or the, the Ken Burns documentary last night, and I can only uh, I can think of no other higher praise than I put South Park on the back burner to watch more of the Ken Burns thing. I, I can't get enough. It's, it's, it's great. I learn stuff every four, five seconds while watching it. Yeah, I was on the couch watching it, and I never am on the couch watching TV, and I'm watching that thing. I just wish I could sit down and watch the whole dang thing, and it's just freaking fascinating. And as you go through the various presidents and administrations, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. If only South Park would do a Vietnam episode, Sean. It's not a quagmire. <laughs> it's not a quagmire. <laughs> Bringing it all together. It's merely complex, Kyle. There is a Marshall Phillips... Who does our news already? How are you, Marshall? Well, we got a couple of uh, good celebrity birthdays today, my friends. Actor, comedian, man about town, Bill Murray, turning 67 today. His uh, current estimated net worth, $120 million. Well, good for him. And the creator of the scary clown story, It, and so much more, horror novelist Stephen King is 70 years old. His net worth is $400 million. Wow. It's going to so, be him. There you go. Yep. Bill, Bill Murray's fa- my favorite quote of Bill Murray's was he said, "If you ever dream of being rich and famous, why don't you try rich first and leave it there?" Bill and Murray is there. one interesting, interesting yep. dude. Yeah, um, he's a super like Buddhist Zen sort of something or other. He's together, man. Yeah, he is very together. Yeah, he was on Charlie Rose like last year, and he got interviewed, and he sits there very quietly with his eyes half closed, and he thinks about every question and then answers it very slowly. Wow. It's very That's deep. beautiful. Yeah. Trying to live in the moment all the time. I he's, love Bill. He's really into that whole uh, mindfulness thing. The best stories about him are the ones from his friends who tell about the crazy things he does. Yeah. Like uh, George Clooney was talking. He is, Clooney was at one of his, I don't know, 14 houses or whatever. This one just happened to be in France. And he gets a phone call one day, picks it up. It's Bill Murray. It's like, hey, well, I want to hang out. Uh, we should hang out sometime. And George is saying, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When do you want to do that? He's like, right now. I'm outside your house. <laughs> just, come, just come down. We can hang out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, September 21st. Hey, fall is here. First day of fall, uh, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's speak of the show. Why not at FCC Rules and Regulations? Here we go at Mark. I'm greatly honored to host this lunch, to be joined by the leaders of Cote d'Ivoire, Ethiopia, Ghana, Guinea, Nambia. Nambia's health system is increasingly self-sufficient. And so what's the scandal there? Uh, Nambia is not a place. Okay. Yes. It's Namibia. Yeah, he yes, mispronounced it. Eh, well. 
If you gave me a list of African countries, I would mispronounce all of them but two. You're not the president. (laughs) (laughs) You can't wear a pink shirt now. It's fall. It's false. Yeah, it can only wear uh, muted colors. It's not a pink shirt. It's not? It's a white and red shirt. Uh, it looks pink. <laughs> looks pink from here. Yeah, it looks pink from here, too. What are you trying yeah, to say? Pink. I don't know. You want to well, fight? No, no, no. You want to fight no, me? No, I, I wear lots of pink shirts. I like pink, but uh, it's false. You can't do that anymore. Well, You'll be beaten in the streets hmm. by people who uh, pay attention to that sort of thing. Well, they should feel free to bring it. Oh, uh, What are other headlines there, Marshall Phillips? Well, Special Counsel Mueller casting a wider net focusing on the president's behavior in the White House. You got repeal and replace Obamacare scrambles heating up again. And on an entirely different note, why you really should wear socks to bed. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. I can't sleep in socks. I don't care how freaking cold it is. Really? Yeah, cannot have socks on. Anti-sockist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yet he condemns my pink shirt. Maybe it's because I wear them all day long. I got you. Why? That could be it. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Includes criticism of the Cash Me Out guy, girl, what? The Cash Me Outside girl song. Life hacks for keeping mice out of your home. Oh, that's a good one. And slave auction talk. <laughs> Stay with us, won't you? <laughs> And so we have outtakes from uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's MSNBC program. Him His screaming meltdown. at people. Yes, awesome. hilarious. I look forward to that. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, today has a glowing review of the Apple Watch, which I guess comes out today. The Wall Street Journal said it does not work. It just plain doesn't work. Don't buy it. Yeah, I read there were connectivity problems. So I don't know if the USA Today is just doing an ad or what, but yeah. Wall Street Journal said it doesn't work. It's a great idea. But it doesn't work. So I was all excited about one, but mm. guy wore one for a week, and he said the battery life is like a half an hour. <laughs> wow! Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, obviously there are kinks to be worked out. Yeah. Uh, boy, a lot of good stuff to get to today. Any f-ing thing can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. <laughs> That's got to be uncomfortable. Like you're at a picnic or something, all of a sudden there's a bee in there. Poor Lawrence O'Donnell. We'll get to the full clip. So how does that stuff come out? Is it somebody who works there who's uh, disgruntled, who leaks that stuff? That's got to be, right? I would guess that uh, was probably a factor. Somebody works on the LB show? Uh, Yes. Hmm. The LB show? LD, Lawrence Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, okay. No? Mailbag. Woohoo! I was trying to find a a, a nasty critical email, and somehow I've misplaced it. I'm I'm fine. I can take it kicking. You'll you'll. I like a little yin with my yang. There's only one. Well, there's one in particular Hmm. I liked, alleging that one of us or both of us was pro-war. Got a lot of Grover Cleveland emails, as you might imagine. A lot of pooping in bookstore emails. Yeah. Which I was just so gratified to read. Thanks so much for sending those in. Ah, there it's uh, there. Here it is. Uh, okay, we'll get to that. Uh, why you were huge in Japan? Yeah, we got some sort of breakdown the other day of our podcast listening, and we have tens of thousands of downloads of our podcast in Japan on a monthly basis. Which is super cool. Ross writes, I'm a sailor who was turned on to your show by my father when we were both stationed in Japan with the Navy. Over a year ago, I've been listening every week since. It's the best way for me to keep tabs on what was happening back home. There are 50,000 or so U.S. troops in Japan, plus about 40,000 of their family members. Odds are at least some of them turn east to hear the voice of the West. Uh, DLTPD, don't let the podcast die. Ross, the only thing that's going to happen to the podcast is it's going to get better. So, uh, fantastic. And then uh, Alyssa, who's far smarter than us, apparently, 
uh, and is not in the Navy in Japan, said, hey, check with your brother, addressed to me. I think you're huge in Japan because of the number of military families from San Diego, Hawaii. Pull into port and download your podcast before heading back out. That's fantastic. Shout out, guys and gals. I love that. You think that's what it is? Yeah. So here's the breakdown. This is just from uh, one station, I believe. But like in this particular month in the United States, there was 130-some thousand downloads of the podcast. Next, Japan with 20-some thousand. Then Canada with about 800. Germany, Mm -hmm. 656. Russia, 445. Well, and I know that podcast number is a lot smaller than another podcast yeah, this number. is just one station <clears throat> yeah so but um, it's it's tens of thousands which is really cool i mean i it's just it's nice it makes me feel good that maybe we're helping keep you all company because i know it can be really weird and dislocating to live all over the world it can also be cool and adventurous and fun yeah you many people in czechia whatever that is uh who are listening how's that spelled cz let me bring my phone back up again chechnia I don't know if that's a misprint or what. C-Z-E-C-H-I-A. I don't know that. I don't know. I think that's a made-up country. I think it's a Donald Trump country. It's, it's right, a, next, it's right to next to Nambia. <laughs> exactly. Uh, boy, a lot of people reacting to that fantastic song we listened to from the Catch Me Outside girl. Oh, it's, that's some really, really... Really good stuff. All right, that's enough, Sean. Thank you. I Dave thought, writes. Uh, I actually found the lyrics interesting. I thought they were tripe, but you know that's art. Mm. That's art. I've also raised two young women with the whole Mean Girls thing and the whole you know the Kardashians thing is mm-hmm. not a big factor in my family. But uh, Dave writes on the topic of that song. Good grief! Now I realize why my parents hated the Beatles. <laughs> and uh, oops, this is out of out of out of order. And uh, then this from. Danielle, as a sophomore at the U.S. Air Force Academy in 1974, we were sent to a mock-up of the Hanoi Hilton, speaking of Vietnam, for several days as part of our survival training. We were prisoners of the People's Democratic Republic. They took an LP record of some type of Asian music, drilled the hole off-center to make it sound weird, and blasted it over the camp loudspeakers around the clock to stress us out. The new release you played yesterday from the Cash Me Outside Girl? Far worse. Wow. Best. Danielle. Well, the sound of the song is not my thing. I just thought they glimpse into the lifestyle of the people she runs around with. With the uh... Yeah, but did you read all the lyrics in which she condemns it, then in the next line is saying, I'm the real, I got a real Maserati. And it's just, it's just. I'm not claiming it's Shakespeare. I just. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Linda. Jack, your mouse problems. Usually mice come in through the holes in your walls around pipes under sinks. So I had a uh, pest expert come to my house, and he showed me the places he thinks they're getting in, and then you stick steel wool in there, and then they can't get in. Precisely what Linda was suggesting could have saved you a bunch of money. If you wrap the pipes with steel wool near the holes, make sure the holes are stuffed. Steel wool! Yeah, but I would never... You won't have any more mouse problems. I wrap all the pipes every time I move. Haven't had a mouse problem in years. I would never found the holes without an expert pointing out to me. But uh, then you trap the mice in your house because they can't get in or out. So now you've got them all in your house, extra desperate for food until you get them all killed. And I must have had a lot of them because I've caught, I think, six, eight mice in the last couple of weeks. Yikes. And I still have them. We have enough mice that you will every single day walk down the hall and see one run across. I mean, it's like a, it should be a condemned building. I walked by a windowsill yesterday. As soon as the county hears I'm raising children in that environment, they will come take them out. <laughs> Rampant rodent infestation. Exactly. 
R-R-I. That's all they're going to write on the form. So I walked by a windowsill yesterday in my house, and there's a, a big dead fly on there. So I go to sweep them into my hand. Oh! Oh! Not dead. Oh. But! <laughs> it looked right at me. But! He was in that, it's getting to be autumn. I never say fall. I say autumn. Wow. Fancy. I would like to say autumn. I'd like to pronounce the N, because that's how much I love the autumn. <laughs> but so... I go to whacking at him because I got a bare hand over here. I don't want to smash him with my bare hand. and So I keep whacking him and snapping him with my finger and begging. I thought, all right, now I'm torturing an animal. I realize this fly, but this is not right. So wow. I said to the fly, if you'll excuse me, I'll be right back with a tissue. Then I will crush your exoskeleton. <laughs> and that is what I did. But I thought there's no reason to just batter the fly until he's dead. I do it. I like to send a message to the other fly. <laughs> what am I? Is this good fellas? Am I? Uh, is this the Sopranos? Am I rolling my SUV over his head? No, I want to end it quick. Uh, let's Country see. living, you have a lot more mice than you do city living. You can't compare the two. It's a completely oh, different no. world in terms of the oh, I believe that. number of pests you're going to have. Sure, sure. Uh, nice note from Dee Dee here. We're talking about the, uh, uh, how did slavery come up? Oh, uh, a school in uh, El Cerrito, California, was doing a uh, surprise, you're now a slave, tie up your hands in the dark, laying down, mistreated. Right, which I don't think lesson. you really need to drive home the point to school kids that slavery's bad, but whatever. And then and then we were reminded that when we were kids in school, having a slave auction was a common thing, and nobody thought twice about it. Right, it was a fundraiser. Uh, you know, you'd follow, you'd carry somebody's books for the day and get their lunch and whatever. They'd beat you. No, that, no, didn't, that didn't happen. Wow, you went to a rough high school. Uh, <laughs> Dee Dee writes, guys, I grew up in a small town uh, in Oregon. Each year, the high school FFA club, that's the future farmers of America, don't you know, uh, put on a slave auction. Local farmers, ranchers, etc. would bid on slaves offered on the block. It was an annual fundraiser. I graduated in 77. Uh, don't know when they ended it. Can you imagine that in these th- this day? Yikes. Oddly enough, back in the day, I never associated it with black slavery nope, in the United nope, States. No, nope. Happened at my school. I-, I probably participated a half dozen times in it. Like the wrestling team would do it or the golf team. It-, it happened a lot. And never crossed my mind, nor probably anybody else's, any connection to the evils of sla- slavery or any particular race or anything like that. Right, right. Or nor did we have any... Uh, I- you know, start thinking, you know, the slave thing seems like a good idea. Well, nobody and, was thinking that either. Well, you know, that, so I don't, I don't necessarily think all these things are great in schools. I also don't think they're worthy of getting outraged about. Slavery has existed in every, virtually every country on earth, uh, you know, up until the 19th century. It existed in all the peoples, virtually all the peoples in the United States before there was a United States. It was rampant in South America, Central America. It is still rampant in Africa. So you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, this is f- having some fun with the evils of you know domestic blah, blah, blah. Here's something Again, you can probably find a, a better idea, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't need to do it. Czechia or Chechia is the new name for the Czech Republic, formerly the western part of Czechoslovakia. I'll be damned. I did not know that. I thought that. it was still the Czech Republic. All right. Uh, let's see. What does... Uh, ah. Uh, school slave lessons, writes uh, Rod. The real reason this should be not, not be done is that treating each other with respect should always be required at schools. Also, if this had been done to my kids, there had better not be punishment for the resulting slave revolt. Mm. Wow. Now that would be a lesson. If the kids who had been chosen as quote-unquote slaves were to tear the masking tape off the wrists and beat the other kids bloody and run out of the room. 
That would be a lesson. Would it? It would. Charlie writes, Charlie, muckraker, investigative reporter writes, Jack said the F word on the show. Clearly audible. It shook me to my core. 8 a.m. hour, Tuesday. At about the nine-minute mark. You know, I'd forgotten it was that specific. I could have had Sean get it. At the nine-minute mark, Jack asked to take a break because the upcoming guest would be talking about Paul Manifart, which is Jack's F-word. I played it back several times, and Jack indeed, indeed says Manifart, while Joe says Paul, Paul <laughs> ironic, Paul Manifort correctly moments later. Does Jack have to eat a piece of farm equipment now? Unbelievable. Dropping an F-bomb on the air. Hard fart primary. Well, speaking of the uh, lower end of the intestinal system, the Borders Bowel Syndrome, it's actually the Mariko Aoki uh, Syndrome. When you walk into the, bills, uh, the bookstore, all of a sudden you have to go poo-poo. Uh, it's widespread. It's not the bookstore, but that Starbucks or whichever coffee shop is in the bookstore. One whiff of that dark roast, and I'm not stopping at go or collecting $200. If I do, it might be too late. Hope I'm making it in time. <laughs> John from Hawaii. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, maybe we'll leave it on that happy note. John, I hope you made it in time. My whole life since Otherwise, you'd be browsing for how to get stains out of trousers. Oh. hey all. Don't need that. No? Sorry. No, no, Probably should have broken just before that. Yeah. Save that for the online podcast or whatever that is. Where we're big in Chechia. My really r-rated uh, solo show i do online i'd love it in chechia one of my favorite new countries that in namibia or whatever it is <laughs> that the president mentioned uh so marshall's got all the news of the day coming up and then we'll get into that there's new poll out uh trump's numbers went up as i think everybody was predicting plus a new headline involving paul manafort so stay with us for that trump is it big news is it or isn't it trump's back into perfectly reasonable territory for a president Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We did this format the other day where I ask a uh, trivia question at the beginning of a segment and then pay it off at the end. I'm going to do that again. Fantastic. So the new Wall Street Journal NBC poll that's out. What percentage of Americans approved of Trump's bypassing Congress and just sitting down with uh, Chuck and Nancy, as he called her, and, and doing a deal with the Democrats. What percentage of Americans approved of that? I have that number for you coming up. 107%. <laughs> uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Special Counsel Robert Mueller wants the White House now to turn over documents for his Russian probe. The New York Times says federal investigators want documents related to Trump's firing and the former FBI Director James Comey and ousted National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. They also want materials related to Trump's Oval Office meeting with the Russian foreign minister. Now, the document requests, the paper says, provide the most details to date about how big a net Mueller is casting in his investigation. And they show several aspects of his inquiry are focused squarely on Trump's behavior in the White House. You know, obviously taking a look at uh, obstruction of justice mm-hmm. there. Um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Mueller is also looking at the unmasking. And the leaking that Trump and company were so mad about. Cast in a wide net, and I think he could come up with a a, a bunch of dirty in all sorts of different places. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Um, I still am not convinced Trump's going to be in any trouble over this, but Manafort, I think, will end up going to jail unless he uh, gives up somebody. Um, But so he went around the the world 
charging various people for his expertise. That's how he made his money. And I think he did it while he was campaign manager with Trump because, as is the theme of every story revolving Trump's election, he didn't think there was a chance Trump was going to win. So he didn't think it made any difference. So he went to some billionaire and said, hey, I can uh, I can help you out here. And I, he probably got paid for it and uh, because he didn't think Trump would win. I heard one longtime uh, Washington insider and wag say, Manafort's just one of the Beltway bandits. He was doing what they do. And I, I was not familiar with that term because I don't obsess with the capital of the country inside the Beltway. And neither should you. But anyway... It's it's a term, a fairly commonly used term, for all of the consulting and lobbying firms around the Beltway that right. make zillions of dollars lobbying for companies, for foreign governments, etc. And Manafort was a guy who specialized in Eastern Europe and various shady regimes and the rest of it. And he'd say, yeah, yeah, I bet I can get uh, some of your, uh, I don't know, your your nice ripe cherries imported. I can probably work on that tariff for you, yeah. And, you know, he'd take a big fat check and go work on the cherry tariff. And so he's got tentacles in all sorts of Eastern European and European countries. And so he would, like you say, now listen, I, I'm with, who who was it? Somebody within the administration said, if these guys were colluding with Russians to affect the uh, the election and are essentially carrying on espionage for a foreign country, let them go to jail for the rest of their lives. And I would agree with that. On the other hand, I'm with Jack. I think Paul Manafort there's thought there's no chance uh, Trump would win. He was just trying to keep his Eastern European lobbying businesses right. going. And or he had some overdue checks that, that he was trying to collect. Right. But again, we'll find out, I think. Coming down to the wire once again, President Trump says he thinks a new Senate bill's got a really good chance of winning approval and repealing Obamacare. He was telling reporters... At some point, the Senate is going to be forced to make a deal. They're just about at that point right now because Obamacare is so bad. So I do think it has a very good chance of passage, and I certainly hope it passes. And so, with another vote coming down by next Saturday, Senator John McCain could once again cast the vote that would decide whether the health care bill passes or fails. Well, I'm not going to name any names, but somebody we know who knows a lot about health care policy yeah. has looked closely at this new bill and says he does not care one way or the other whether it passes or not. Things have gotten steadily worse uh, draft by draft right. of uh, trying to take on this Obamacare thing, and at this point, he just doesn't think it makes any difference. Right. It's just such a limp dish rag of an attempt at passing something at this point. It's yeah. just not clear what it would do. And I just, I am completely convinced now that there's no way they can pass some sort of tweak of it through the budget process, through a, a reconciliation with 51 votes. You gotta, you gotta spend however long it takes to design new legislation, uh, hopefully on a bipartisan basis, and do something. House Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi is saying the latest Senate Republican health care bill is... A stinkeroo, this bill. And so to your question, no, we, we are committed to the uh, respecting the Congressional Budget Office. And there you go, a stinkeroo. That's a good one right there. Why you should... In 1942 should... it was. <laughs> no, I was thinking as a clip we're going to use for the rest of oh, our yes. lives. <laughs> yes. A stinkeroo. Yes. Why you really should wear socks to bed. Experts explain... Can't do it. Heating your cold feet causes... Toe lice. They'll crawl all over you. <laughs> Think of that as you're going to sleep tonight. Heating your cold feet causes the dilation of the blood vessels, which improves your blood circulation and may tell the brain that it is bedtime. 
Warming of the hands and feet, very important, Marshall. Yeah. I've read this. I'm familiar with the science. Go on. Keeping your toes toasty could help you fall asleep faster. You might even sleep better. Previous research uh, shows that uh, wearing socks to bed can help you fall asleep up to 15 minutes sooner than you typically do. And again, it will improve your circulation. I would be awake until the alarm went off if I tried to sleep with socks. Oh, come on now. Here's the key. Fresh socks. Slip on a nice pair of fresh socks right before bed. Yep. Oh, my God. You feel like a king. <laughs> Sleep like a baby. Do you then need to put on other new socks for the morning? Yes. Yeah. So you have your sleeping socks? Yes. Mm. Treat yourself well, my friends. It's not like sleeping in socks. Slight increase in laundry. <laughs> Should you make love in socks? See, that, what, what am I over here? Yeah, well, you have, you have sleeping Ruth? socks. Well, you got, it, is that, is that <laughs> a separate pair of socks? It depends on your uh, how rigorous your toenail maintenance is. Ew. I mean, if they're well clipped and trimmed and you're not uh, prone to scratching your, uh, your paramour, Michael... I'd say uh, shed them. Well, I don't know. You know, you wear socks, it improves your circulation, and that <laughs> improves so many other things. If you say so. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Boy, Jack, I can't wait to hear the answer to that trivia question, the approval of Donald Trump. Judging by the Emmys, which was actually after that big compromise, I'm guessing 8% of Americans approve. So what percentage of Americans approved of Donald Trump bypassing GOP leaders to strike a short-term spending deal with the Democrats? I'm saying 8%. 71%. Mm, so 7%. 71% of Americans like that, would have to, which would, of course would have to include a number of uh, Republicans. So his overall approval rating is up to 43, which is right. in perfectly respectable territory. I mean, you're not on your way out the door at 43. For Yeah, for history's goofiest president. Yeah, that 43 is pretty respectable. Um, got some more inside numbers on the polling. That's pretty interesting. Boy, if he looks at those, and he does, and sees that 70-some percent liked that maneuver, you're going to see more of them, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Donald is particularly prone to... You know, he, he he wants to be popular. He wants good press. Who does? So, so yeah. So uh, more of those full numbers and other stuff. More from Lawrence O'Donnell. Oh, we've got to hit you with a full Lawrence O'Donnell. <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence, how are things going over there? Any progress? Any? How's your ear, for instance? How's that going? Sound coming in my ear. Mm, sorry to hear about that. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Check this out. I saw that Coca-Cola is selling a new drink in Japan called Coca-Cola Coffee Plus. He said, it's great if you like Coke, love coffee, and hate blinking. Give me one more. Delightful visual gag there, I would suspect. <laughs> Young Mr. Kimmel. Uh, yeah, we're I'm the, sorry, Fallon. The, the younger generation <clears throat> it takes in a lot of caffeine, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so coming up, I haven't heard these. I'm guessing you have. The outtakes from cable host Lawrence O'Donnell's oh, TV indeed. show. Yes, indeed. He seems somewhat vexed. Apparently something is going in his ear he doesn't like. I, I hate that. The wet willy, for instance. Certainly the mosquito in the ear. All incredibly annoying. We'll play that coming up. A couple of things for you. A couple of hacking stories. Hacking. Hackers. God dang hackers. I hate hackers. <laughs> but you love sausage. I love sausage. <laughs> That's from our podcast, Hackers and Sausages. You want some sausage? We have no idea how that thing started, but it's... I don't remember. We can't stop doing it. Um. So the SEC got hacked. The Securities and Exchange Commission got hacked big. 
And people were roaming around in there getting information and then trading on the stock market on that information. Right. That, of course, is illegal and gives them an advantage over all the rest of us. And that was going on for quite a while, so they've got to figure that out. And it turns out Equifax had people roaming around in their system for months before they detected that they'd been hacked. Right. So they had months to gather the information. Uh, still missing uh, Jack Armstrong's uh, one piece of information that'll take to ruin him. Can we go back in there? Oh, yeah, we're still roaming around. Nobody's figured it out his yet. mother's maiden name? Yeah. Can we get that? Yeah. Hurry up, because they got to figure this out sooner or later. Well, or not. Uh, dang it. And then, of course, Equifax handled it about as awfully as you could in terms of trying to care about their customers. Well, and as we uh, mentioned, uh, several of their higher-ups sold a bunch of stock right after the discovery. We had one emailer it's say, Joe, this could, this could be innocent. I mean, they do that all the time right. for tax purposes, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, the SEC is now investigating them, and I expect to see them doing the perp walk. Sure hope so. Uh, so Trump's approval rating is at up to 43% in the new NBC Wall Street Journal poll. But behind the numbers, some interesting stuff. I thought this was interesting. Asking about taxes. Who should be taxed? The wealthy. 62% of Americans want the wealthy taxed more. Oh, more? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the, the biggest group. But then when you get down to, do you think you pay your fair share in taxes? 95% of people think they either pay the right amount or too much. 95%. <laughs> so that's practically everybody. While two-thirds of people think the rich need to pay more, whoever the rich is. Now, I understand the idea of democracy is you ask people what they want and they vote. Uh, on the other hand, doesn't that just make it infinitely clear that taxation can't be a, a, a big let's make the majority happy thing? Or you can end up with something incredibly skewed. God, that's hilarious. And that, would that tells you everything you need to know about democracy. Also, that would include a lot of, uh, you know, big government types, I'm assuming. You know, uh, people that like higher taxes. Right. Or for, in theory, like for, for you. For, for a tiny percentage of people, obviously, because 95% of people say my taxes are either too much or about right. Mm-hmm. There's only 4% of people that think their taxes are too low. Democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what they should have for dinner. Uh, good one. Did you just make that up? I did not. That's uh, as, old, gotta, as old as the hills. You got to start claiming you made this stuff up. Who's, okay. Who's going to stop? We'll you? do. That's I came up with that one this morning in the shower. But um, some numbers I, that 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 also stood out to me: seventy-one percent of Americans approved of Trump working with uh, Chuck and Nancy to do that deal. I'm certain you're wrong. I saw the Emmys. He's hated by everyone. Seventy-one. He's a contemptible figure. Loathed. His Across num- the land. Number, numbers lower on other stuff. His lowest number is on, uh, sh- they're still asking about Charlottesville for some reason, but only 20% approve of how he handled Charlottesville. The only thing close to that low is Twitter use, and you'd think he would look at this number and, and give it a, a, you know, a second thought. <clears throat> Two-thirds of Americans disapprove of Trump's Twitter use. Only 23% approve. That's not very many people. I approve of the smart stuff. I disapprove of the dumb stuff. Well, I think that's so. I guess I would disapprove overall. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 harms him. He harms his own cause every bit as much as as he as he helps himself, if not more. Uh, Sheriff, the pardon of Sheriff Joe or or Arpaio, only twenty five percent approved of that. It's pretty low. You know, I saw a, uh, it's obviously a political sort of mailer you get in the email all the time from your conservative and or liberal friends, but uh, they had a picture of 
um, all of the the higher ups in Al Qaeda or the Taliban who President Obama turned loose from Gitmo, several of whom who have rejoined the battle and are trying to kill Americans again. And, and the point was made. Uh, Obama pardoned these five. Mainstream media made no noise about it whatsoever. Obama pardons an 85-year-old man who served the country for 50 years. All of a sudden, it's an outrage. Eh, it doesn't make the Joe Arpaio thing right, but I thought it was an interesting point. By the way, Trump at 43%. When Bush got reelected, I think he was about 45. So, you're in the mid-40s. You can get reelected. Oh, yeah. God, that's going to be crazy. Depends who you run against. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. Often in history, it's been an idiot. <laughs> Think back. Yes. Yes. Or, or somebody, yes. I'm sorry, or somebody completely unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. So funny stuff on the way next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 